Chapter Four of Your Negro Neighbor by Benjamin Griffith Brawley. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Lynching. Within the last thirty-five years, three thousand two hundred Negro men and women have been lynched within the boundaries of the United States, an average of just a little less than one hundred a year. While there has been some decrease within recent years, the figures between eighteen ninety and nineteen hundred were so extraordinary that the average is still high nor can one find much comfort in the fact that there has been some decrease within recent years for some of the most recent cases were those of the most revolting torture the year nineteen seventeen moreover was marked by the greatest outbreak of mob violence that the race has ever suffered considerably more than one hundred negro men women and children losing their lives in east st louis Fifteen years ago, in Mississippi, a Negro became involved in a quarrel with a white man who was just about to shoot him when the Negro himself fired, fatally wounding the man. He then fled to the woods, and his wife accompanied him. Bloodhounds were sent after them, and after a long chase they were captured. Then followed such torture as is without parallel even in the history of lynching. The man and his wife were both tied to trees. One after another their fingers were cut off then their ears both fingers and ears being distributed as souvenirs among the members of the mob the supreme stroke however was still to come a large corkscrew was bored into the more fleshy parts of the two writhing bodies and so jerked out as to tear out large pieces of flesh both the man and his wife were then burned alive and the sun still shone in heaven such is the story that with necessary differences of situation and detail has disgraced our country for forty years within eight months recently the state of tennessee has been distinguished by three separate burnings at dyersburg a red-hot poker was rammed down the throat of the victim and he was further mutilated in ways indecent and unmentionable at estill springs all the colored people in the vicinity were made to walk around the scene of the burning as an object lesson of henry smith in texas some years ago we were told that he was taken from his guards red-hot irons were thrust into his eyes down his throat and on his abdomen and he was then burned in the case of jesse washington a negro boy of seventeen in waco texas in may nineteen sixteen we read on the way to the scene of the burning people on every hand took a hand in showing their feelings in the matter by striking the negro with anything obtainable some struck him with shovels bricks clubs and others stabbed him and cut him until when he was strung up his body was a solid color of red it was estimated that the boy had twenty-five stab wounds fingers ears pieces of clothing toes and other parts of the negro's body were cut off by members of the mob it will be argued however that only in extreme cases is burning resorted to but to this it might be replied that sometimes there is a burning when rape is not even alleged as in the case of the man and woman in mississippi indeed it may be remarked in passing that in only a third or a fourth of the cases enumerated each year is rape even alleged as a cause the theft of seventy-five cents a small debt a fight relationship to an offender have all been considered sufficient cause for lynching within recent years moreover even where there is not a burning but a hanging the circumstances are often such as to disgrace our civilization. Thus, early in 1915, at Monticello, Georgia, because an officer was resisted, 
a father his young son and his two grown daughters were all lynched what must inevitably be the result of all this such an incident as the following very recently at gadsden alabama four little white boys at play all twelve or thirteen years of age decided that they would play lynching one of the four accordingly had a rope tied around his neck and was slowly strangled to death when a passer-by relieved him the result of the incident was that the three playmates of the boy were all placed in jail under the charge of assault such as might have resulted in murder what is the remedy respect for the law of course with proper enforcement of the same all too frequently however the law is simply a subterfuge behind which officials take refuge and this is a condition that applies to many things in our american life besides lynching asked a georgia judge however in despair at the conditions that surrounded him if the grand jury won't indict lynchers if the petite juries won't convict and if soldiers won't shoot what are we coming to how this all works out from the standpoint of the negro may be seen from the following after the burning of mill heron at estill springs the secretary of the national association for the advancement of colored people sent a telegram to the president of the united states asking him to denounce such acts as disgrace the country at the very moment that we were fighting for justice and humanity abroad the telegram was referred to the attorney general and the reply from his department was to the effect that under the decisions of the supreme court of the united states the federal government has absolutely no jurisdiction over matters of this kind nor are they connected with the war in any such way as to justify the action of the federal government under the war power the association then appealed to governor rye of tennessee to take action to bring to justice the perpetrators of the wrong against the honor of the state the governor replied in part as follows i could not anticipate that local officers whose duty it is to take custody of prisoners would fail to accord protection nor could any action upon my part be taken without being requested so to do by the local authorities or court officers the nashville banner however printed an editorial and the chamber of commerce in chattanooga passed some resolutions and at last account this was about all that had been done the negro citizen accordingly wonders about his general position when neither the federal nor the state government seems to have the power to protect him meanwhile these outrages injure us abroad we look upon russia as benighted and chaotic yet this was the country that hurled at a distinguished baptist minister dr r s MacArthur, the charge that this was the only civilized country in the world that tolerated lynching we speak of pan-americanism and the monroe doctrine but professor bingham informs us of a hostile paper in lima the government organ that printed the following headlines to a two-column article north american excesses the terrible lynchings and they talk of the putamayo and the peruvian editor says do you realize that in the full twentieth century when there is not a single country in the world whose inhabitants are permitted to supersede justice by summary punishment there are repeatedly taking place almost daily in the united states lynchings like that of which we are told in the telegraphic dispatch the natural result is to unite latin america against us especially when the united states draws a color line offensive to south american sensibilities we call upon our country for a new consecration 
to law to order to justice too long has the crime of lynching disgraced us in the eyes of the world too long have we eased our conscience with a spacious thought of necessity or irresponsibility what concerns our country's honor concerns every one of us and as our negro soldiers take up arms and embark for france let them not think that their loved ones left behind are not protected let them rather feel that from our national escutcheon should be washed away every stain that justice shall yet be triumphant and that democracy shall indeed find its true place in the world End of chapter 4